Welcome to another Sunday night, Jones Underground Sports episode. Um, we're going to hit a multitude of to- uh, topics tonight. Uh, of course, it being Sunday, NFL Sunday, we want to give a open around shout out to a a few teams, you know, that came in and did their thing. Number one, New Orleans Saints. Uh, beating up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, coming back to their winning ways. And like I said last week, I took a tough loss to the Falcons, so we knew they was going to bounce back and take care of business on that um, end of the field. Drew Brees looking like Drew Brees again, coming through like, you know, we know he can. On the, what I call it, the next big thing, we had a showdown between... Uh, Deshaun Watson, who I think is awesome, MVP candidate, but he didn't have his day today at all when it came to facing off against the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, when I say that, the man looks awesome. And now you have to see, like I said last week, I was talking about him being compared to Callan Kaepernick. But when I say my man has a organic feel, he's not what I would call a purest passer. But when I say the man, he rushes the ball, it's scary to me. Not scary because, man, it's like, he's it, when he gets out in the open, he can destroy anybody. I just don't feel comfortable with your, your, your cornerstone running the ball the way he runs it. It's just... You know, because to me, it's kind of putting them in harm's way when they're designing runs for a quarterback. And because you just want them to stay protected. But when when I say the man puts touchdowns on you, uh, when he gets into that attack mode, and his numbers, like his passing numbers ain't flashy, but they're effective because he's getting it to these backs out in space. And the way that they run their team, like I remember when, RG3's rookie season, they was running out the pistol. I remember when the 49ers, when Greg Roman was a uh, coordinator there, they ran out of the pistol. I don't know why more teams don't run out of the pistol. If you already got your quarterback, you know, four or five yards deep in the shotgun, why not have the back line up behind him, you know, as a, you know, to give him more options, especially when you have a couple of good tight ends or a fullback, you know, because the the Ravens are doing what they're doing because they're they're running the ball on you. If they weren't effective, if they line wasn't pushing people off the ground, it would be a thing. And a pistol helps you run the ball out of what would normally be the shotgun formation. I'm just wondering why, seeing how these type of quarterbacks are so effective. I don't understand why you don't see it more often. You know, and of course, they're going to catch up to it. There's going to be some teams looking at this and they're going to start drawing the plays, but, you know, they're going to start looking at tape trying to figure out a way to stop it. But it's hard to accommodate a quarterback that can run the way that Lamar Jackson does. And we always talk about, ooh, you Michael Vick, Oh, Colin Kaepernick. No, he's Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you know, and, and he is a special own kind of brand, and you just have to let him be him, man. And I, he's doing it in his own way, and it's special, and we should just appreciate it for that. 
uh, two games that I was watching in particular. I watched the Philadelphia Eagles pretty much fizzle out a game against the New England Patriots. It's tough when you lose by one score, but it's tough when your quarterback is back there looking tired. And I understand my man Carson Wentz took a beating today. He got sacked a whole lot. But then he was holding the ball a whole lot. <laughs> you know, his guys couldn't get open. But even if they can't get open, you would think they would start throwing screens or running to the outside. Make these linebackers run. Do something. Help your quarterback out. Roll the ball out. You know, run the ball. They did none of that. They And New England pretty much teed off on Carson Wentz the whole second half. And when they got through teeing off on him, they ran a trick play where your boy Julian Edelman threw a touchdown that literally damn near got the receiver that caught it killed. <laughs> you know, he caught the ball, but he took a hit on that play where I was like, yeah, he caught a touchdown, but you might not see him for the rest of the season, man. He took a hit. I mean, you you heard that off. You heard the way he got hit come off the television, which I know who cares about wide receivers in New England. Well, I played wide receiver a little bit, so I care about wide receivers. When I see them catch a touchdown, put their body on the line, and literally get laid out catching the touchdown. So yeah, when I say it, the Patriots they they winning games, but they winning ugly. <laughs> These ain't, they're not blowing people off. They're not buying people with all offensive and stuff like that. Tom Brady's out there looking old, and <laughs> he he's not throwing guys open. He's making plays, but are they consistent? No, they're not consistent. And they they might make it to the Super Bowl because they ain't got the competition they're supposed to have, but they're going to run into a team like they did with the Ravens. They're going to run into a Kansas City Chiefs squad. They're going to run into one of these squads that's going to make them pay for the way that they've been playing lately. But they got one over on the Eagles, and we'll see how that goes from there. The Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott looked like one of those next big thing quarterbacks today. This is what you. This is what the man needs his money for because – who are you going to get this better than him working with the pieces that he works with, you know? He literally went out there and had a whole game where he was just throwing dimes the whole game. Detroit couldn't keep up with what they were doing offensively. They sold out on making Dak Prescott beat them, and Dak Prescott beat them. So, you know, this situation worked out. Other teams did this and wound up having leads on the Dallas Cowboys and wound up getting wins. The Detroit Lions couldn't do that because Dak Prescott is kind of getting ahead of the game when, oh, they stacked the line. This is one-on-one coverage. I can get this guy open. So, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. They did it. They took the lead in their division. And let's see if they can hold it. You know, it's been back and forth between them and the Eagles. We'll see how that goes. Another football game we'll talk about just briefly, but not. It's the fight at the end of the game was more important than the game. The Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers had a whole situation that broke down where a man got hit with his own helmet. I'm with the league where, yeah, you got to suspend him indefinitely. 
you, you can't hit a man with the helmet. I don't care what's going on, man. The brawl that broke out after that, I felt like it was deserved because your offensive line, you cannot... You can fight everybody out there on that field. You cannot fight the quarterback, especially when it's the third starting quarterback they've had. They don't have many of those. You know, and you out here... And I know the quarterback started trying to push his helmet off and dude reacted. But you can't you cannot hit a guy with his helmet. You cannot do it. it you could do anything, you could throw punches maybe and, and maybe not get suspended like that, but no, I, I ain't nothing that you can explain the damage that could have been done if he'd have hit him with the other side of the helmet. So, you know, it's it's a whole situation there, so we're looking at it. You know, there's a there's an imagery there that I I hate to even discuss it here, but it's just bad all the way around. It's just bad. Makes the sport look bad, makes the shield look bad. So I understand why my man got suspended for the whole for whatever for indefinitely. Just take him off. We'll think about it. <laughs> we'll call you type of situation um, in the NBA I'm going to focus on one game on one team this week I want to give an apology to the Houston Rockets they're 10-3 James Harden is balling and like I said he's not my style of player but I was watching them in the Clippers play and I told you guys I told you guys about these Clippers we 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 not even two months into the season, and they already load managing. You know they already quiet playing this game, not playing that game. Paul George come back, and he come back to do what? Eat a loss up. Ain't no way that James Harden is out here running the muck out there, shooting at will, like he's a Death Star, just bombing on you guys. And Kawhi Leonard is guarding my man PJ Tucker in the corner. You you gonna let him go off like that? Where where is the quiet Leonard that said I'm gonna take this guy out of here? Where is the claw at when James Harden is scoring a hundred points on you and y'all taking this L? No. If you already load managing, you ain't playing this game. You ain't playing that game. Then when the games you do play, you better go take out the. You better go play some defense. Man, like, you going to let James Harden get on you like that? That's what you're going to do? And I think Devin Booker got on him the game before that. And he was nowhere to be seen playing defense on him. And I understand these are guards. But Kawhi Leonard can guard anybody. And and, and you got y'all literally getting cut up. You're getting cut up. You're getting sliced and diced. And my man is cooking y'all up like a fine pot roast. And you in the corner watching and having a conversation with P.J. Tucker while me by Patrick Beverly out there getting roasted. Now, I know my man Westbrook said some stuff. Bump whatever Westbrook said. Westbrook wasn't trying to guard Damian Lillard in the playoffs. His man Paul George was getting his face busted in the playoffs by that dude. So Westbrook is say who can and can't play defense, but guess what? When Damian Lillard was cooking y'all, where was you at? Where was you, who was you sitting on? You know, where, where was your defense at? Where was this 
I got the best player. I'm a guard at my position. No, you weren't doing that. So you ain't got no way to talk about who can and can't play defense now. But when you got James Harden blowing up the dudes you got on him, Patrick Beverly, whoever else, either you or Paul George need to lock him down. I understand this ain't the playoffs. I understand this ain't the, you know, we in the middle of November, so who care about these games? But everybody cares. You got to care as a player. As a player out there playing basketball, sometimes you got to send somebody a message. And you got to let them know that James Harden was out here dictating. I'm going to be a problem for you every time I see y'all. And now he didn't win off the last couple of games he didn't have since then. You you let a dude, if you were playing the West in conference, especially if you call yourself low managing, when you play the best teams, you got to hang a loss on them so that your playoff record or your seeding can be better. You don't know who you're going to be playing in. All eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs in the West are going to be killers. You, you cannot take not one of them for granted. You got to put a message on them early so that they know. That's why the Lakers, even when they don't have it, they're still playing enough defense to beat the teams they're playing. Not because of playoffs. They want to send a message that they want to win every game. And that's how they look like they're playing. They they took one loss against the Raptors. They was, they was shook by it. It looked like they didn't like it. They was in the head all day. Like they, they was mad about it. You don't see a whole lot of load managing there. LeBron James playing like you on MVP this year. You know, Anthony Davis playing like he, he going hard when he out there. He had to take a game off, and I agree with that. Hey, man. But if you got two three superstars, yeah, one of them needs to be playing, but I don't know, man. If, if I just look at it like this. If LeBron James is guarding Derrick Rose, if LeBron James is going to guard your best player, Kawhi Leonard, if he who he is, then he'll guard the best player. Y'all, y'all, the Clippers, I know they're supposed to be the best team ever. I think y'all are premature on that. I think when they get in the playoffs, they they nursing these dudes with these injuries, and they're not going to go nowhere nursing it. Period. Uh... Moving forward, we got a fight this week. You know I like my boxing, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. We got Deontay Wilder versus Ortiz this week. I'm going to talk about it just in the strength of I'm a Deontay Wilder fan. I said it. He got a grown man right hand. He has a grown man's right hand. He reaches back from Mississippi to hit you with it. Um, I don't expect Ortiz to have no shot in this fight, period. I know this, I mean, this fight, the fight to me is like a tune-up, you know, like I'm going to beat this dude, make some money, and then I got Tyson Fury in February. <laughs> we'll see how that goes, but um, I hope you take this fight serious enough to where Ortiz don't go in here and shock the world, because that's what Anthony Joshua did when he fought Ruiz, and he lost, so... I know Wilder, his camp is really dedicated. He, he seems he's prepared for every fight. 
I don't think he understands that Tyson Fury did get the better of him on points in the last fight. So I don't, you know, I will look at this fight. I'll keep an eye on it. But I'm expecting him to go in and take care of business against Ortiz. I don't think the fight will last over six rounds. And I, I don't think it's going to be a spectacular knockout. I think the ref will step in and, you know, not let this get out of hand. I think Ortiz's safety is going to be taken care of. But, you know, we're discussing it because he's one of the three kings in the heavyweight division right now. One of the three main belt holders. So, and with his collision course with Tyson Fury, it makes it worth discussing because, you know, if he loses, Tyson Fury's gone. <laughs> if he loses, you, you lost everything. So, when you have another man in the ring with you, you always have to take it serious. So, you know, hopefully he knows that. And I think he knows that. I think his team, his camp is focused, dedicated. I think he's amping this up pretty good. He's, the man is in phenomenal shape. He looks like a heavyweight boxer. He looks like a monster in the ring. So, you know, but I discussed it just on the strength of if something does happen, it's not out of the rim. If something does happen when my man loses or something happens or loses focus, I want it to be heard that I discussed that on this very platform. That, hey, he had the situation. He may have lost it. All right. Outside of sports, I want to just talk about two brief things. Uh, Disney Plus came out this week. Awesome service. They got my $7 or somebody's $7 and I got the password. But um, when I say it's... Is it Netflix? No. It's not Netflix. Not now. You know, they're going to grow their content. They're going to get all their stuff together. But um, is it good? It's good. Because, you know, you know where everything, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geo, you know where it's going to be at. You don't have to worry if it's going to be on Netflix for how long. You don't have to worry about searching for it. You know, if you want to watch the uh, first, you want to watch Captain America Winter Soldier, you know where it's at. You know, if you want to watch uh, Clone Wars from Star Wars, you know where it's at. They originally showed The Mandalorian, the first two episodes, I, I watched them. And I didn't, I didn't think I would like the show. I just watched it just to be like, you know, I ain't had nothing else to do. I was in an undisclosed location, possibly somewhere getting paid to watch it. But, um... I was pleasantly surprised with how it was. I was pleasantly surprised. It's a good show. And I saw some stuff that had me like, hmm, it made, it made me wonder. And I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I'm a Star Trek fan. Old Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, um, Next Generation type. But um, watching this makes me, more, makes me more invested into the Star Wars universe as far as what happened when the Empire fell, all that stuff. So, I'm not going to say anything about the show itself because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But I will say the service itself gets a big thumbs up for me because I have kids. And we can go and watch Finding Nemo. We can watch a lot of the shows that, you know, we may have missed. And I watched Up and I never seen Up before. And I was like, I feel like that movie breaks your heart in the first 10 minutes. It's like, ugh, 
<laughs> but you know, it was just an awesome service. Give me something else to watch and um, something else to stream when I'm not doing anything. So it makes it worthwhile. Um, another game came out: uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Order. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it's a single player game. Uh, you could say, hey, you run around with a lightsaber. Is you doing force stuff with the lightsaber? As simple as that sounds, the game is so much more detailed and so much more in depth than that. Just the movements and everything else, and just once again opening up that Star Wars universe, and then it being a single player game. There's not no multiplayer in here, it's not you and a hundred people online, it's just you playing through a game. And I'm not going to really get into a lot of what's going on in it, but pretty much you're a Jedi. You're one of the last ones. And <laughs> it's you versus 100,000 stormtroopers and weird monsters and, um, you know, force sensitive other bad guys or whatever. But either way it go, it's a game that has a lot of different elements in it that make. They don't make games like this. Everybody that I know is always playing a Madden. They playing 2K. They playing uh, one of the Call of Duties or something like that. You you don't play a game like the games they make nowadays ain't the games where it's, it's telling you a story. You know, where you get to actually get into a different world where you actually get to play through a story. Like, one of my favorite games that does that is The Witcher 3. I wish that they could... <laughs> wish they could have made a Star Wars version like that game because of the way that the, the game had a story and it was just so long and just added on layer after layer after layer. Now this game isn't as long but it, it really is a wonderful single player game and you don't see a whole lot of add-ons to the game. It's not like a lot of microtransactions in it and it's a game definitely worth like getting you know i hate that every game that come out new triple a game costs like sixty dollars because be real you ain't got it all the time it's christmas season it's, it's not a game that you know i can just go in and play with my kids type of situation but it's definitely a game where if i'm laid up on a weekend where i don't have to go to work the next day i could definitely spend a couple of hours just running around and finding things to beat up with a lightsaber <laughs> i'll say that but um and just kind of getting into the Star Wars stuff a little bit. My mom was a really big Star Wars fan. I don't know if she was alive today and saw how much Star Wars has blown up beyond the movies. You know, she would definitely be, you know, into all the Star Wars stuff to where you can actually play through the game with a lightsaber and do all the lightsaber stuff with it. So, um, looking forward to kind of you know, messing around with it a little more and seeing what we got from there. Um, they had DreamHack Atlanta this week. Uh, big Tekken tournament. I haven't watched Saw 1. I was uh, kind of watching my man Pokechop. He's one of the other... He's one of the very few Josie players I know that plays her. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably one of maybe four or five people that play Josie online that I know of. And, um... I saw him playing with Negan, which is like, where we do that at? But 
you know, to see that Tekken has so much hype on it, you know, as to the other fighting games, they're adding new characters. We got Leroy Smith coming out in another week or two. And, um, you know, the tournament scene is, 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 is hot fire, man. Pakistan and all these other people coming through. And you, it's very seldom you watch a Tekken match from these professionals and you see the same thing twice, man. It's like to see the community grow and to do the things that it's doing from this little game and even when you go to a local tournament and stuff like that you have some dudes that are doing stuff that's like wow you know so I'm definitely looking forward to kind of involving myself in some local tournaments in 2020 and maybe you know doing some tournament organizing on that game because I you know I like the game a whole lot am I like professional level on the game no I'm not <laughs> you know I can't you know, I'm like mid-level at worst, you know, like I I get my head cracked online. Anytime my dudes get ranked up, I get beat down. So, you know, I know some people that are some Wi-Fi warriors and, you know, I don't like even seeing their little gamer tag pop up. But some people probably feel that way about me, too, because I'm, you know, who I play with and stuff. So, but it's just interesting to see the new wrinkles to the game and how it's coming along. Alright, I think we've kind of gone long enough on this episode, but I just wanted to kind of just, you know, get back to doing what we do, talking about the games a little bit, because the two big games came out. We got a holiday season coming up, Thanksgiving coming up, uh, Black Friday coming up, and of course, we're going to do a family episode in the next coming weeks to just, you know, get back into that um get back into that flow of doing uh two a week where we got the family episode and uh music business episode and then we got the sports on the sunday you know keep track of a game of the week and everything else um uh, looking at real poetic um we did a few um interviews we got a new couple of people coming through on the music side of things and We'll see how it goes, man. We got a lot of stuff set up for 2020. It's going to be a wonderful year for us. So we'll hopefully see you guys later on this week, maybe Thursday, Friday. And we'll keep pumping these episodes out. Shout out to the new listeners and out of um, <laughs> word of advice this week, requests. We kept up with it. Got our game of the week we talked about to Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> but, uh. And we'll see, man. We'll see what happens in this NBA season. But we'll see you guys again next week and talk to you later.